Welcome to Elite Six Think Tank, an open discussion group with business owners who share their knowledge, experience and skills. Um, last week's notes, um, if you haven't been to a think tank uh, for a wee while, what we try to do is break the meeting into four parts. Uh, the first part is the topic, which is last week's topic, is talking about people's experiences on the topic, um, problems that people were facing with the topic, and then positively we come up with some solutions. And then at the end of the meeting I ask you guys, and sometimes you look a bit dumbfounded, what did you gain from coming to the meeting today? What's some takeaways you got? Uh, and basically that's, um, and then we come up with the theme for next week's meeting. So think about this now, there's a chat, chat box at the bottom, it's my saving grace at the moment. I'm not very good at spelling and I tried to do my mind map and it was a disaster. <laughs> so then when you guys started uh, saying these comments, I'm going, oh, you wouldn't be able to put that in the chat box below. And then I cut and paste and put that into our mind map and that's how we get brilliant mind maps these days. So without further ado, I'm just saying that for David Clarkson's benefit because uh, I've done a lot of public speaker training with David and others and you never say with further, with, with further ado, it's the worst thing you can do to induce a meeting other than saying, can you guys hear me okay? And uh, another wee tip I'll give you is not to wear your glasses. If you can see the screen, eye contact's really important, so I'm gonna put mine back on. Sorry, Dave. That's good. I'm just naughty, aren't I? So let's get into this. I will stop sharing that screen, and briefly you'll see everyone, and I'll start sharing another screen. Um, what I'm gonna do too, I'm, uh, before I start that, I'm. I'm going to get you guys to do something we haven't done before, and that is introduce yourselves really briefly. Um, and I'll just get um, people to go around the room. So I'll pick on the people without the mics. Unmute all. Um, Chris, tell us uh, who you are and what you do. I am a life school educator for children and adults uh, running a martial arts school. Uh, here in Christchurch uh, for all ages from five years old. Um, we run different self-defense programs uh, for businesses and schools and kids. And then I have a virtual online uh, fitness program called Box It. That's right. Brilliant. Uh, Helen, what do you do? I am Helen Oates and I run my photography business called Motor V Photography. And I shoot sports, I shoot portraits, landscapes, and I make Lightroom presets to put on your photographs, a bit like an Instagram filter. Plus, yep. I have two online stores. Brilliant. Mark, go on. Yeah, Karen, um, after 30 years of being a school principal, last four years now, I've uh, repurposed myself. I'm now insurance broker and advisor. And I get out there really doing um, different things with uh, personal small business insurance in terms of um, providing leveled cover often to enable people to have sustainable and affordable premiums as they age and not having to quit them because they become too expensive. And you know all about ageing, don't you? Yes, Danny. <laughs> He's got it in there, David, hasn't he, already? <laughs> All right, um, Clinton. Hi. Yeah. Uh, Clinton from Ergo Style Ergonomic Solutions um, and Genius Coworking. So we provide um, ergonomic furniture for home office and commercial spaces and also run two co-working spaces, one in Ferrymead and one in Eddington. Uh, cool, I love my new chair, just saying. Um, nice. James. Matt, Matt, James. There's a James, other James in here. Oh, it's not working. Need more sound. I'll come back to you. We'll go back to we'll go to Stephen, and then you fix your sound. Good morning, everyone. Stephen Fitzgerald. I run my own architectural practice. Stephen Fitzgerald Architecture. Um, innovative living solutions is what we focus on. Uh, energy efficient, sustainable, intelligent architecture. Generally residential hill sites. Lovely sites. Um, look for solutions and creative um, opportunities. Uh, cool. Um, I'm uh, Steph and Janelle. Jillian. <laughs> One day you'll get it right, Danny. I know. I won't. I promise. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's Jillian and Steph from the Odd Wave. So we do digital commerce solutions um, and integrations <laughs> and. 
support. Um, so the following platforms we support are Shopify, Magento, and PrestaShop. Uh, cool. Well done. And who's that man beside you? Do you know him? <laughs> um, all right. Um, and Emma, we'll get you to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Emma Gilmore. Emma Gilmore, um, I own Gilmore Motors Suzuki in Dunedin. We're a small car dealership um, specialising in Suzuki's and, uh, and have parts and service and workshop um, as well as some used vehicles. Um, yeah, well, I'm happy to be joining you all. Uh, cool, and I love my car. I've got a Suzuki Swift Sport. I told somebody yesterday it does 210 kilometres an hour, and they went, Jesus. But I said, I haven't, but that's what the book says. So, do you know if anyone, have they ever done that? Because you're a rally driver. Do they actually get them up that fast on a track? Uh, I'm sure they would get up that. Like the, the, the new one definitely has the legs for it. Um, but, yeah, I personally haven't had one up that quick either. So, um, yeah, but they definitely would be up for it. There's a challenge for me. Save it 130 miles an hour. Yeah. It's fast for something that's got a 14-inch wheel on it, like a blooming shopping trolley. Uh, David Clarkson. Hi, I'm David Clarkson from Dynamic Communication. I'm a trainer and focus primarily on business presentation and public speaking skills, but I also do soft business skills training as well, thanks to my 30-plus years as a chartered accountant. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Paul, Paul from Canterbury Computers. Okay, uh, we're a small business in Rangiora, in Canterbury. Um, we sell service computers, support small businesses, uh, sell computers and everything else online, and also have a secondary business, KiwiSouvenirs.co.nz, where we sell souvenirs. Yeah, timeless, timeless. What's up, Rimabilia? That's what that word was, isn't it? Uh, right, Sean, um, you'll be next after Matt. We'll go back to Matt and see if he's got his um, audio in, in, in check. Can you hear me now? Jesus, brilliant. Whoops, sorry. So I'm Matt James, North County Business Services. My wife and I have a consultancy business in Rangiora. So she's the accountant and I'm a business consultant specialising in small to medium uh, enterprises. Brilliant. I've heard good things about you lately, so I'm not going to say them because it'll go to your head. Lance. Uh, Lance Hasty of Com Technology. I take the sting and frustration out of technology and business. So that can be anything from your website not converting, uh, giving you analytics so you can actually see what's going on and the performance, through to microcontrollers and microprocessors or uh, environment monitoring. If there's technology in your business and there's a bottleneck, I'm there to solve it. Oh, I like that. You've had a lot of time to think about what to say. That's good. Um, I'll go, um, Sean, I'll get, unmute you for you. Here you go. I don't recognise you about your gear on. <laughs> <laughs> Sean from Quality Clean, um, one stop services for, for a lot of cleanings, but mainly focus on pest controls and uh, sanitising. Yep. Me. That's cool. Always clean. If you want clean, go go to see Sean. Uh, Lachlan, new setting today. Cool. Yep. Switched around. Um, so my name is Lachlan McNeil, and I'm a technical recruiter. I recruit for mainly the renewable energy and uh, high-growth smart construction sectors like prefabrication. Uh, my background is electrical engineer. During this time, I've pivoted into a do bit of career coaching and CVs. Uh, cool. Um, Vicky, if you can hear us, I'll unmute you. Just talk if you can. Can you can you hear me? Biggest yep. asked question on the internet, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Um, yeah, I'm Vicky. I've got um, Arahi tours and uh, Cabbage Tree Retreat. I'm currently trying to, um, uh, you know, drum up some business um, with the Mackenzie High School uh, and uh, doing snow, snow biking. And um, I've got people booking in today to my Cabbage Tree Retreat. Uh, good on you. All right, everyone, I think I, I haven't missed out anyone, have I? And if I have, um, put your hand up and we'll uh, get you, Stephen. You're, you already did, and Chris. Does anyone not like what they're doing at the moment and want to switch professions with somebody else? This is an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're stuck with your job in the, in the meantime, so that's what we'll do. All right, I'm going to try flipping onto a computer with our mind map. Uh, hopefully that popped up somewhere. It did. 
Um, try to leave your mic off mute. I uh, have made Lance a uh, co-host, so he may mute you if necessary. Um, it's an open conversation. So um, retaining your business enthusiasm. How do you do it, guys? Um, what's people's experiences been with that lately? Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> just, just to kick it off. I, I guess as we went into lockdown, the, the, uh, um, I certainly I and mean, my wife spent the first weeks spending a lot of time because it was raining down here um, watching Netflix. And it, was, it wasn't really till week two that we sort of started to think about what we're going to do. I could already sense that um, client recruitment in that new world uh, that we, we uh, entered was going to be a problem. And so I spent probably the next three weeks and doing a lot of Zoom meetings like this to sort of get my head around this changing world and how we can access our clients. So I'm, I'm pleased to say that I've got three clients now on the go and they've all been through virtual contacts. Oh my God, it does work. Who would think, <laughs> eh? Well done. That's really, really good. That's cool. Um, I'm not sure how good this is looking on your screen, um, but anyway, I'll fix up the font later. Now, I hear some background noise somewhere along the line. Um, is is that me? Wiki. It's who? From Wiki. Stop now. Oh, Vicky, there we go. Fix that. Sorry, Vicky. If you want to talk, just put your hand up or your sunset up. Um, right, so people's experiences with enthusiasm. I'll share my um, thoughts. Was just um, you know, like I, I worked really hard in my business to um, to get like buy a business partner out, and you've done the hard yards of you know minimising debt and all that sort of stuff, and you sort of feel like you're getting ahead, and then this happens, and you just feel like you're back where you were, and you're frustrated by it. In fact, that um, you know, like it is no one to be frustrated at or angry at or whatever, but it's just like. You know, it feels like the teenager was about to leave home and then you're, you're back at taking it to preschool again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one, isn't it? So what was, what if we've tried to name that feeling of, uh, it's, it's, I don't know if it's going backwards, but starting over and starting over and starting over and reshuffling the cards and then somebody says, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't got 52 cards anymore, you're playing with 14? <laughs> but keep playing the same game. You'll be yeah. fine. Stress. Stress, that could be a word. Thanks, Matt. What other, other experiences people have had with trying to keep maintain their enthusiasm? What about, uh, I'll pick one, uh, negative people. How do you deal with that, guys? Cut them out of your life. Yeah. Put them on mute. <laughs> yeah. do, do negative people realise they're negative and do they need time to be positive? And can you encourage them out of it? And at what point do you think, I've had enough, bugger off? Does that mean? I think, unfortunately, human nature, um, we're built to grumble about things. I think I was reading something about it the other day that we are actually built to whinge and you've got to look at life a different way. Otherwise, that's how we are. We just whinge about everything. And if we haven't got anything to whinge about, we find something. So unfortunately, we're sort of built negatively. Oh, that's that's interesting. Well, yeah, what I, a wonderful what a, what, yeah. what a wonderful tagline. Lachlan McNeil built to whinge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. a whinging palms, but I'm not saying that out loud. Hey, hey, hey. hey oh, sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right, so um, oh, so what you you want to put that comment in the chat box, and I'll I'll use it. I'm not having problems with my chat box, but anyway, that's good. Oh, Would Groundhog you, Day. I love Groundhog Day. Carry on. Yes. It depends on who, who's whinging. So it's a client whinging because of their situation or it's just they're whinging because they're whinging. Um, the two different scenarios, aren't they? Mm. So at the moment, dealing with a lot of people worried about their future, worried about their business, and arguably you could call that whinging, but it's actually just a reflection where they are and how stressed they are. Um, mm. yeah, so and, dealing with... and them looking for solutions and just trying to share it with as many people as they can to hopefully get some. Yeah. People need to vent a bit as well at the moment, I think. I think it's just a natural uh, part of the process. People are scared, people are worried, and, you know, problem shared, problem halved, and all that good stuff. I think it's true. I do think whingers think they're being pragmatic. 
you know, mm. because in some ways I do see the opposite of whingers as, as those who are quite naive and they just say, you can do anything you like, you know, the world's your oyster. Okay, great. But how do I do that? Or they don't know that bit, but all they can sit there and have a look, look at this, look at the wonderful posters on their wall about flowers and stuff and tell me yeah. that everything's yeah, well, wonderful. So there yeah. is some pragmatism required. That, you know? Lance, that's the, that's the deniers, you know, and Donald Trump is a classic example of that. Oh, that took 10 minutes before we brought him up. Brilliant. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, start Zoom bingo, shouldn't we? We should have words that come up and see, like, Trump would be one of them. Yeah. Oh. We were watching Trump last night and the same words come up again and again and again, like incredible and we've done really well and that's good. And really, really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Really beautiful. Really beautiful. Beautiful. Was negative and mm. trying to make it sound positive. Yeah. That was like just watching a very dumb animal. <laughs> um, uh, my test was negative, but that's yeah. positive. And uh, well, he got confused. He confused. But himself. we should anyway. expect it from a guy who's only got a 500 word vocabulary, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm taking. I'm taking. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the pills. They're not making any difference. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, if you keep saying those words, mm. then people, there's a whole range of people with the ones that vote for him, especially, will think whenever they think of him, think those words badly. Oh, he must be incredible because that's what they keep hearing. He must be good. Yeah. So it's all marketing for his brand yeah. to establish it subconsciously and psychologically that he is those things. Yeah. It's just very clever PR. That's what it's all about. He doesn't care that he sounds stupid because what it's doing, it's the same as when he won the election over there that he was saying all those stupid things because he just wanted to dominate the airwaves with yeah. his name so all the people could think was like Trump, 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 Trump and it didn't actually matter who's an idiot mm. but it's Trump, Trump, Trump. It hasn't worked for me though, mate. Platform, it's Trump. Like billboards, yeah. yeah. It hasn't yeah. worked for me though, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not going to work for everyone but yeah. a lot of people it does work for. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's the old saying, isn't it? If you're not being talked about, you're nobody uh, regardless and there's no such thing as bad press comes to mind. All right, yeah. so people's experiences, that's good, guys. It's an interesting point, Chris, and I'm just trying to wedge it into that chat there somewhere that uh, just reading that book, Moneyland, it really does illustrate how Trump's role in the world is very insignificant compared to what's going on behind the scenes, and he's simply there as a smokescreen for the bigger picture. Mm. Yep. Mm. So do you feel like um, you get a lot of enthusiasm from watching Trump or do you get um, more enthusiasm watching your peers work hard? I like oh, a enthusiasm watching the peers. Yeah. Mm. I like a bit of comedy, so I watch Trump. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. There are days when I don't feel that clever and I think, well, hell, I could still be president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you overqualified. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was, I was on Facebook yeah, live with him last night and um, I couldn't help but get involved in the chat room and somebody said, well, do you think you can do a better job? And that was somebody's really, somebody's question. And I yeah. think a four-year-old might do a better job than that. Yeah. 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 All right. Where are we at? Yep. Back on topic. Yep. Trump yep. conversation done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, in terms of raising business enthusiasm, one thing I, I've, I've a little pet thing I've looked at today is this guy on a fishing boat in, in the UK. He's got the smallest fishing fishing boat in a place called Brixham, and his name's Tristan. And he's just doing, doing live video with a fishing because things went really tough with him. Uh, but no 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 titles, no SEO, rough and raw. F some lines all over the place. He sticks his phone up while he's out there fishing way early in the morning, dark hours, and he's he's sold all his fish every day. And I'm thinking, well, that's an inspiration, mm. you know. And it's called his boat's called Adela E D A D E L A, and then BM seventy nine. That's all. He's not sophisticated, but my goodness, he's he's using things, and it's quite an inspiration in terms of retaining your business enthusiasm. You know. Oh um, well, probably the topic that you're talking about really is reading stuff. Um, I read that. I've started reading the Hundred Side Hustle book, and it's quite good. But I've done a lot of those already, <laughs> which makes me laugh. But it's it's good because you get a lot of um, enthusiasm from reading other uh, other people's content, like 
um, coming from somebody who's dyslexic. Yeah, with enthusiasm, Danny and I were talking yesterday because I'm getting just so many negative emails lately in my online stores, and that's all I've got at the moment. I've got no photography because um, we're only at level two and nothing's happening in the photography world. And we were trying to get a bit of enthusiasm by we've decided to do to sell our art, and I've wanted to sell my art for a long time but never really... Uh, found a platform to sell it on, I guess. So I'm actually getting a bit more enthusiasm and I'm getting quite excited about getting all my art out there and trying to sell it. And that's sort of keeping me going because I got to the point where I was like, oh, I just can't do all this negativity with all these awful emails. And um, so I'm looking down that path of taking another side step oh. trying to sell my art. Well, that's a good blow. Um, no, no new to Danny, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> She says she's starting to dream about replying to her customers when she's sleeping. And I thought, oh, oh. It's been so awful that <laughs> I'm having dreams or let's say nightmares yeah. about customers abusing me because that's yeah. all I'm getting at the moment and it mm. really gets you down. Just, you just wonder why people have to be so nasty. Uh, yeah, that's good. Thank you, Helen. Um, right, so people's experiences, uh, so okay, well that, that's probably a good topic in itself, if um, your customers are killing your enthusiasm, you know, um, that that's, uh, you know, quite hard, isn't it? So how, how do you manage that would be probably a good a good discussion in itself, isn't it? How do we, uh, uh, or oh, should we talk about problems? Yeah, just chipping in first, many of those experiences that have been written down there, they are the cause of the problem. So they, they either are going to appear yeah, yeah. both of them or, in fact, you move some down from the experiences into the problems area. Yeah, Jeez. I agree, Mark. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, um, problems. Self-doubt? That's a problem. Boom. Look at that. Um, denial? Is yep. that a problem? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the imposter syndrome is also a problem as well. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you read that? Who said that? Up one. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Up one. Who asked you, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Trying to, trying to find imposter. It's about the yeah. new yeah. That one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my, my screen's delayed. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. I think also for me is... I'm in a creative business and all that creativity stopped at the moment and I really want to get back into that that realm and dealing with whinging customers is not creative one bit. So mm. I can't wait to get back into a little bit of creativity. And Yeah, so watch this space. But, but it's almost an operational necessity, isn't it, Helen, to, to actually find some way of being to to cope with them, mm. you know, because apart from anything else, you know, I'm I'm presuming that you'd like to get plenty of repeat business. I've got yeah. to tell her I got her a job yesterday as well. Oh, uh, Steve wants some shop photos done. Oh, awesome! Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay, okay, guys. Well, um, we'll just turn this upside down. Do we have to be enthusiastic? Do we have to have game face on? Uh, my name's Marvin. Paranoid android. See what you did with that, Paul. Yeah. The, the answer is, I think the answer is yes. We have to be enthusiastic because otherwise we're in business. Yeah. Well, if we're not, no one else will be. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes thinking about Helen's comment about the online stores and uh, more virtual transactions, I think where you lose the face-to-face -face, uh, personal encounters, people get um, more bullshit, if you like. That gets more, um, they have, because there's no, especially if you know, dealing with someone a long way away, they're, knowing they're not going to meet you in the high street. They're just, they're, if you like their manners, their courtesy, yeah. sometimes that just goes out the window. Yeah, they wear the cloak of anonymity. What was that, Mark? They wear the cloak of anonymity. Yeah, they do, and that's why you get these really nasty emails just letting it all rip because 
you can't see them. I actually ring them up and try to smooth it over with a phone call. And they're, they're as nice as pie. And they try to, um, you know, you greet them really nice. You don't tell them who you are and where you're from until they get to know you and you build that relationship. And then they start explaining why they wrote that email and why they said it. And then you go, oh, well, and then as soon as you say something that they don't want to hear, like um, they start yelling down the phone, their language is atrocious. And then you go, okay, it didn't make any difference, but I just wanted to see if I could get the psychology of that. But um, people are just so upset, really, uh, and they, they want to vent as well, and they do think you're an easy target when you've got a keyboard. Mm. Enthusiasm oh, yeah. is contagious as is negativity so that's why i think we need to focus on enthusiasm Definitely. yeah i remember I being in, i was in northlands mall and i walked past this uh lady who um with, with her child and her child had this biggest smile on her face ever and i remember as i walked past it made me start smiling and i'm literally walking through the mall and i sat down and wrote a blog in the mall about uh, uh, this little girl's contagious smile and then I've done a social experiment and I just had this gleaming smile as I walked past everyone. And I think that's, it was quite rewarding. I actually got a lot back from doing it. And you just keep smiling at people and uh, you watch your cheekbones go up and they smile and you just keep smiling. They just love it. And then we just start smoking dope. Oh no, it's different, different. Zoom. Is that when they call the mall guards? Insanity is contagious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, time. Um, so I'm just adding up these notes here. Lance is it's usually your time. So is that a problem or an uh, experience? It's, it's realizing where to actually allocate your time. It's one thing to be obviously working on your business, working in your business, but also when it comes to dealing with the problems, not going too far down the rabbit hole with your time. Yep. Wisely. Yeah. I think working from home, as, as many of us are doing more than maybe we would have done previously, is very tempting. Well, not tempting. It's very easy to fall into the trap of working stupid hours and not sort of having any balance. We were actually, Matt, doing that the other week, working 14 to 16-hour days and rinse and repeat the next day, the next day. And I think it's got to that point where we're just so worn out now and yeah, it, it really takes its toll on you. She's lucky she's got a really understanding partner, actually. But yeah. um, it's funny though, it hasn't sort of affected our relationship too much, even though we're stressed, which has been a good thing because you know. Yeah, but, well, um, this, today's the first day I've read. So <laughs> we, we went back to the physical office on Monday. Today's the first day oh. working from home. Um, and it was, but it was good to go back to the office, I think. So yeah, balance. Mm. And you're not working out of the bedroom as well, so you've managed to set up a team. Yes, I'm the only one in the house at the moment, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, good job. No, good job. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, what was that? we come up with that. Uh, what have we got? Suffering from burnout, doing too much in a day. Mm. Uh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, so how do you feed yourself, isn't it? It's, um I find I'm better about 9.30. So if you want to come to Elite Six, don't come to the 7.30 meetings. <laughs> I, did, I did have a funny experience yesterday. I, um, one, of our, one of our members, hadn't seen him for three weeks, rings me up, no, texts me and gives me a whole lot of um, suggestions on things we could do. And I thought, where have you been for the last three weeks? So his answer was coffee. I said, oh, okay. So we met up for coffee yesterday. That's why I cancelled you, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, ironically, um, he said he's, he's been depressed the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, then we had a different conversation. But a lot of the things he was struggling with and my suggestions were the same as um, what Matt had been saying to him. So work that out. But anyway, and I thought, that's funny, isn't it? That two people can give you the same suggestions, but you're still fighting with a little bit of it. And I thought, um, you know, so even though we don't like feedback, it does make a difference, but we seem to struggle with it, don't we? Is that something, is that a problem with um, the suggestions that we get at the moment? I mean, does it, why does a suggestion dampen your enthusiasm, maybe? Oh, sometimes people, uh, you tell people what they don't want to hear. Um, you know, if you're being honest, 
with them in the current situation and um it's hard for them totally understand that but um yeah sometimes denial is is not their best strategy hmm. so has anyone had any suggestions that they're struggling with at the moment <laughs> just it's yeah. like somebody said i like the idea of a four-day week i would i would actually think that would be pretty cool to implement at the moment the prime minister said let's make four-day weeks i don't know if that would work for everybody it wouldn't work for us. <laughs> There's just not enough hours. <laughs> well, I, I reckon I'll challenge that because I reckon that, uh, like, I, you would work four days on one thing, and that day that you may have at home may be a passion that you work for, but you're still working. You know, like, even myself, I'm, I can sit here and build websites all day long that make money, but, uh, you know, I can't, I can't physically do it. It just drains me too much. I have to, like Helen said, find a photography, something rather I'm passionate about, even though that's still building a website, but it's something for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think maybe the ch change might be like, say, four days in the office, one day at home, which is what I wouldn't have done previously. I would have been five days in the office. So I think maybe making the Friday a different sort of day or not mm. a cruisy day, but just a more flexible day is quite nice. Yeah. Mm. I think, though, eight weeks ago, a lot of people would have just said, and um, I'm used to work. Can we go home? Hello. Oh, oh we got to. We'll go for Chris. Paul, fight it out, guys. Go for Chris. I was just um, eight weeks ago. A lot of businesses would have said they, that the staff could never work at home either. That wasn't possible. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it's a being a for, being forced to look at your business in different ways of uh, doing things can lead to the change that's required to actually make four days possible. Mm. Um, so I'll put that in the comments in the solution, looking at your business a different way. Yeah. But co-working spaces are going to become a necessity because as we split our time between, you know, being at home or being in the office, having a co-working environment where you can hire or rent a space for two or three days that you share with another person from your office or share with another company is going to become more of a necessity as we negotiate with um, staff and teams post uh, opening up. Mm. Yeah, and why, and why should you be paying those massive overheads for the big corporate office down on High Street? Yeah. I can't see Clinton waving his flag, but I'm sure he <laughs> agree with that. There Just it is. don't go to genius, no. Yeah. I don't need to. Stephen did it for me. <laughs> but, um, you know, the interesting way that people are now, as they've come out of lockdown and gone into offices, how they're all negotiating now with directors and talking amongst themselves to try and retain a little bit of what they had from working from home. Uh, mm. Mm. I think it's that mix, isn't it? I don't think, I, like my son's um, just started his career and a town a firm in town and he's actually he worked from home as an accountant but now he's gone back to the office and he really just likes the vibe of the office you know he had the convenience of working home but he just likes being in amongst a crew of people so i think it's it varies business to business maybe depending where you are if you're uh, in your career path and that sort of thing yeah and if we're talking about enthusiasm matt i go along with that you know very often it's that that being around that vibe creates the enthusiasm yes. to be able to carry on and push through. And I think, yeah. right, you know, I was talking to a lawyer, said exactly the same thing when I was out in the walk about two weeks ago. He said he was looking forward to getting back to the office for the vibe and the enthusiasm that he got from watching people do their thing. Yeah. Mm. And it's just like those water cooler conversations and those just personal interactions which make, make for a stronger team, I think. Hey, Clint, yeah. you haven't got a water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> you need a cardboard cutout one. I'm sure we can get one if people want to join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I certainly think it's a bit what, what is harmful to the progress here is sometimes there's naivety because when you, I always worries me when I talk to someone who comes to me with an idea and I get lots of people who say, oh, I've got this idea. And I say, well, what are the, who are the competitors? Oh, no competitors worldwide. Oh, well, so what's, what, are, what were the challenges with bringing this product in? Do you know what? It's a perfect product. So it's a perfect product, no competitors. So why did you take 25 years to come to it? And, the, and likewise with working from home, people say, I, you say to people, so what's the downside of working from home? Oh, none at all, none at all. Do you know productivity is actually down for most people who work from home? Oh, well, well, we can deal with that by a magic wand. 
magic wand. That's what does it, sorts that problem. So part of the thing is agreeing that the, you do need that buzz at the office sometimes. Mm. And also sometimes your productivity is not what it was in the office because the, the kids interrupt your dog, dog needs feeding, your dog needs a walk, something goes wrong, you start to try to cook something at the same time. So there are those issues. So some of the issues is accepting that, that case and realizing that you might have to have self-monitoring systems. Um, I outsource work to the Philippines and they have a thing where you can keep a track of the screen, which is very big brother, but I can understand why it's there. I, I have not did for it, but I have that option to, to look at someone's screen on a random snap every so many minutes. Wow. So the point is there needs to be an accountability. So, so, so the way I used to deal with it, and I used to outsource a lot of work was piecework. You say there's 15 hours work for doing that job. Hmm. And some people would take 20 hours. Some people would do it in 12. Please try not to say the word. Please try not to say the word walk. Well, W, because my dog's ears went. Uh, walkies, walkies, walkies. Want some food, I dog? You want some food? Food. Go back to Steve Apple. That's good stuff, Sorry. mate. Um, Sorry, that was Tourette's. Lachlan, is the uh, screen um, sharing thing, is that just to see if they're being productive or getting their work done or? How does that work? Yeah, that's right. So I, I actually only used it once. Okay. So what it is, I, is when you start outsourcing work overseas, it's good to start with a few people. So you give them a bit of, a bit of task. And then, uh, and so I tried this with one woman and basically she started in great, really in great gusto. And then she went off to some sort of a, like a trade me site for about three quarters of an hour and then cracked back my work at the end. Um, and her put, and I thought, she hadn't delivered the work that I wanted, so I just moved on to someone else. And and in some ways, that that was that worked out quite well. Now, I don't like the idea of the average Kiwi, but the point is, is if you want people to allow you to work from home, part of that equation is to say, look, I realise you've got you've got to make sure productivity is right. Can I suggest that we agree amount of hours per week? This is twelve hours work. Are we agreed on that one? Then I'll charge you twelve hours time to do that job. And and, uh, and I've had a lot of experience with this. And volunteering that is better than saying, look, I work better from home and whatever I deliver, that's what you get. Yeah. That's a good one. Preempting. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. I like your comment there, Lance. Um, invest in networking activities. Um, uh, I'm not talking about Elite Six, um, but there is other things that you can do in regards to networking. Um, I think you went to a, a, a conference um, on Monday or something like that, didn't you? Where you listen to it? There was the Martin Hawes financial planning one. This is more about the value I've received from being part of Elite Six and just meeting so many more people, being so much more involved, has given me such deeper insight into what others are experiencing to help navigate my own path. Mm. Power of talking, isn't it? Yeah, and power of listening. Equally, um, no spelling mistakes, Paul. Please, I've corrected it. Well, I'm going to use it anyway. I don't know the difference between the right version and the wrong version. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. creative. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, guys. Keep the comments coming. Um, so, are we on topic? I think we're doing all right, aren't we? Enthusiasm. So, there are drugs out there. Um, Clinton, have you got any good drugs that you'd recommend for enthusiasm? Coffee. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, look, you state the obvious all the time, but it's, um, it's surrounding yourself with people, really, uh, and, uh, whether that's virtually or um, physically, I think it, it, it's very difficult. Uh, I think one thing when we were all working from home, um, everyone had different situations. We had members that um, live on their own, so they literally don't have people around them, um, and I didn't know they found that very difficult, and it, it just goes to prove that, you know, People were social beings, were social creatures. So if you hang around with cool ones and positive ones, it's got to have a positive influence on you. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's but we're all in this together, and you just got to keep moving forward. Really, I think um, that's as yeah. I, I know the history of um, genius co-working or evil back then, and we did have one negative person in the office, and that wow, that just about killed it. One person, you know, mm. and then they took him outside and shot him. And um, it was a lot better then. And there's a hole out the back. Yeah. But, um, I mean, maybe everyone needs to do their part and, you know, put up a brave face a wee bit because they may realise their negative energy is, is uh, hard to be worn by others sometimes. True. I get told off all the time. 
I think you've got to call people out sometimes and there's ways of doing that in a professional way. But yeah, I think if, if there's a, a vibe which is dragging, you know, companies or just colleagues down, then yeah, you need to call it out. Yeah, I just I just got Mark's comment there too. Did you see? Oh, have you seen that one? It's um, avoid no, well, well prisoners. Oh, poisoners. Oh, oh, sorry, that's a dyslexic reader there. Yeah. I thought it was prisoners. prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I didn't actually get your whole message. I got distracted by Mark. Mark, stop doing that. Um, um, Matt, what did? Can you just define what you just said again? I just put it in there. Call out bad behaviour. So you know, mm. don't let people. Um, yeah. So if you're not avoiding them, if you've got them, just to build on Mark's one, you just you just tell them. Um, mm. yeah. I think that's actually a real gift, being able to be that person that actually can do that as well. Because I think it shows that you really do care, and you are putting your friendship, your opinion. But you, I've had some um, not too good family experiences lately, but because it's family, you think you can get away and push it a little bit further than perhaps you normally would. Uh, but they don't, they're not as forgiving as your friends. But you, the last thing you want to do, I think if you do upset somebody, I, I've said it to people before, I said I feel like I've got such a good, I've said it to David Clarkson actually, I said I've had such a good relationship with David, even if I upset David and I were wrong and I made him feel like shit, we'd build our relationship back up because it's important. And, uh, you know, and, and when you've got friendships like that, even in business, that you know that you can say something wrong and not be judged for the rest of your life, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Shut up, David. <laughs> hey, but here's the thing. None of us are right all the time. No, that's uh, Much and all as we might like to think we are, we're not. And literally you can't go forward unless you, unless you make mistakes and test the water and everything just doesn't stay the same all the time. I always remember I worked for, with Noel Leeming. And he said about decision-making, just because something was right yesterday doesn't mean to say it's right today. You know, think about what it is that you're doing and uh, listen to people and the feedback they give you. And be critical about your approach to that feedback as well. Mm. Cool. How's your enthusiasm? <laughs> Many will be enthusiastic. <laughs> Got 13 minutes left, guys. So just keep smiling. <laughs> okay seek objective advice views not family <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs> sorry personal joke yeah 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 <laughs> that's good yeah adopt new technologies cool um, <clears throat> do we need to reiterate some of the stuff we've gone over perhaps uh, if I flip this down a bit um, we've got uh, obviously lots of experiences that may be in the wrong queue. I don't know if Netflix really fits in there, um, but that probably I think everyone watched every everyone watched the heist. Money heist. Money what? heist. Money heist. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant, man. Money heist. Is yeah, brilliant. but that made everyone smile. You see, <laughs> so if you look at it like that, um, what some things? Um, just Vicky, your sound is not on on your device, and I cannot turn it on. So you're. That means you haven't turned your audio on when you come into the room. That's why you can't speak, and I can't do anything about it, unfortunately. Um, so um, what have we got? We've got uh, sack bad clients. Oh, dear. Oh, I like that one. Right. Now <laughs> let me look at the window here. Um, Chris? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you've got to because they take up so much of your time um, Auction and thieves. Yeah. 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 Or um, as I said to my friend yesterday, uh, who he, he he gets people ringing him up, and then half an hour later he's still talking to them on the phone, and he's fixed their problem, and they go off. And I said, well, uh, I had a guy that wanted me to do something on his website. He always rings me up, and he says, look, um, can you just fix up where I've stuffed up, and um, we should talk about doing a big job down the road later on. Yeah. So yeah. I said, hey, look. Um, I've got a booking system. I know Matt's got one. I said, go book me for half an hour and we'll work on it together over Zoom. And Just a quick question. Just a quick question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, sorry, I thought that was a question. <laughs> Use my booking system. But I thought if he's not prepared to spend the time 
using my booking system or he doesn't value it. Even if I gave it to him free, he still does. He wants to bypass the system and get straight onto the phone and just get what he wants or ping me an email and have yeah. me fix that job. Yeah. But then last yeah. time I sent him a, a bill for my, my hour, which I only, I only spend him, I don't charge less than an hour, but I did in this case. I charged half my hourly rate and then he complained. And I thought, oh, and that was a year ago. <laughs> so, so then I thought, oh, I, I, yeah, so I just sort of thought maybe a system around the way I handle the clients. Because at the end of the day, I, I, I've actually gained half an hour but not having that five-minute conversation with them. So I'm yeah. actually better off. I must admit, Danny, sometimes I just thought of an idea. What about on a Zoom call, have a, like a taxi meter, and as soon as they start asking questions, press the meter, and it starts to churn up in dollars. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what, that's, that's what Zoom does. Because it, it, you heard it here first. At yeah, times, but have times it on the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, say so a little display. It sits down there. There it is. Yeah, dollars. Yeah. $13. Keep on talking. Taxi <laughs> <laughs> meter charging service. That'd be great. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah Jolene, you could use that one. Yeah. That's no, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I have to say, that getting back to the thing, I love, when, when in terms of dealing with these problems and enthusiasm, I love good, relevant case studies. Not irrelevant ones. <laughs> Not someone who's been doing something for 20 years, but somebody who might be relevant to me, and I can go along and then nick their ideas. <laughs> you know, um, I do find I find great relevant studies for everybody else except for me. I, I saw from mountain bike fitness, I thought, oh, Chris, that'd be good for Chris. I think I'll send it through. Um, so I'm great at finding ideas for other people, but seeing relevant case studies of what other people are doing this time, I think that's one of the most energetic things, brings energy to me. Mm. Makes me think, I'm wondering if you can share. Uh, something nice with people to help with the enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you were to, I was going to send Mark Scound a, a nice message. He he um he probably doesn't realise, but he's sent me a nice message about the uh, think tank meeting the other day, and that actually um that was nice. It was just an email. It was uh, about two and a half pages long, and I read the first line and said, "Oh, he's happy. That's good." Deleted it. And thanks for the case of wine that you uh, couriered to me too. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but little things like that can actually um, share your enthusiasm. Can be, uh, you know, it's, it is about being nice to each other and caring, really. Yeah. Actually, I think I got one email this week saying thank you, and probably a hundred having a go. <laughs> so yeah. the the one that comes through thankful, you actually reply to them and go. Thanks, we don't get much good feedback. Yeah. I was wondering whether you got mine. So yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. If you don't know what Helen does, she sells razor blades uh, <laughs> on the internet, and a lot of her customers aren't very happy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to get some positivity oh, from yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, now we have got eight minutes, so we just about got the five minutes before we start asking for takeaways. Um, did we get any from the meeting, start thinking about that, or if you've got any other solutions that we haven't... I uh, mentioned we've got some employer monitoring software, which is pretty cool. I like that. If you think about that, though, that's kind of like what used to happen. You used to have an office and the boss used to enter the room and he could look over your shoulder. So technically speaking, you know, if you are going to work from home, why can't the boss have a look over your shoulder? You know, so yeah, but I think I think my point was to get if you want that, then you've also got to volunteer the system, so you can say, look, I'm going to work from home. I realise you've got to you've got to get value. So how about we put this system in place to make sure that that pro, my my output matches what you expect? Yeah, uh -huh. I like this. I, I love it. I think I agree. You're actually empowering someone to take responsibility rather than monitoring them. That's exactly right, because I know, I know from outsourcing, you get two people. One comes back with the goods and plenty of time, and the other one comes back with a pile of excuses. And they're both expected to be paid the same. Mm. I guarantee the one with the excuses wants to be paid more. <laughs> well, we used to, when, we had, when I had my outsourcing company, um, we used to uh, always, with our employee reviews, bring out the summary sheet of the last 30 days because we ran that software on all their machines. And we would have a conversation with them. We would always be able to say to them, well, so how you have you felt it's gone and, and how's your productivity and everything else? And then bring out the sheet and say, as you know, you're being monitored and here's your actual performance. And you've spent, you've actually spent this many hours uh, looking at uh, the trade me type site or whatever else in the last month um, that equates to this much 
in terms of your hourly rate. Do you think that's okay? Mm. Uh, and you do have those conversations and you would notice very quickly um, a change in, in the attitude to when they're working. And, and it wasn't that we were, we'd restrict them. We'd just say, you can look at that stuff. That's fine. But on a break, when you're meant to be working, we appreciate you be working. Yeah. Um, I just got you the bottle of wine. <laughs> I ordered you the wine on my trade me site. Didn't you get it? <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. yeah. That's doing you a favor by being on trade me or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's great. Yeah. I mean, it, it is kind of a having shown that you, yeah, you, you can have a break and cause you, you, especially when you do work from home, you, you know, that cup of tea or that, 15 minute break where you just run the dog around the block so you can say you walked him um, really makes a difference and you need that sometimes. So, you know, like I know Clint um, has been big on, um, you know, the way you work rather than how, you, you know, the desk and sitting at a chair mentality, you know, by shuffling the way you work around. So, you know, sitting at the, the leaner with your laptop and doing a bit of work may not look like you're doing serious work, but that might be what you're doing for your body or your mind. That sort of mentality really. Takeaways, guys, and a topic for next week, if you dare. You sometimes find that when people are working at home, okay, you might be paying them for an eight-hour day, but they're actually doing more hours than that because they're just there. Maybe um, don't pay them eight. Maybe pay them five. It's a, it's a round trust, and at yeah. the end of the day, it's, if you're getting the responses that you think you have – to me, it's irrelevant how many hours it actually takes them to do it. And it was just like Lachlan was saying before, I think it was about this is the scope of the work. This is what I want. This is what I'll pay for it. Because I'm, re I'm really a bit edgy about the actual on-screen monitoring stuff because it's a low-trust model. And I wouldn't yeah. be working in that space. Yeah, agreed. At the end of the day, as long as you perform the task you're given, it doesn't really matter as long as you've done it. Mm. Yeah, key thing, Paul, is that the, whatever you use, KPIs or whatever you use, are actually clear to both parties. Mm. You know, yeah, both, parties, both parties agree basically that, you know, that's the measure. I think yeah. part of the problem a lot of the time is that the KPIs or the what people see as tasks aren't made clear enough to the people who are at the other end and are supposed to be doing the performing, and that's where you get a lot of hassle. Yeah, I suppose um, I'm thinking of when I was a painter and a decorator, my boss was charging, well, I was working for myself, but we used to charge the client for the hours worked. And that's probably the different industries these days. A lot of IT businesses are different, isn't it, um, than, you know, that lawyer who decides to charge you eight hours at $400 an hour ain't very nice. Um, if he was looking at trade me while he's talking to you, <laughs> and, um, different scenario, isn't it? But as we move into a recession, we're going to, a lot of people are going to move off salaries and into contract work. So then that accountability will be, it, it won't matter. And as, as you were saying, Chris, and it's going to be about what's the cost to provide the service and how many hours you take to do it. It's up to yourself. Mm. So just going back to takeaways, and is there, is there a recession coming? I didn't hear, know that. It's talked up. Oh. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, let's face it, in any any situation, there's going to be people who win, people who lose as part of the deal, you know. And I can just remember, you know, after the after the global financial crisis, the, there were lots of people who were making money, and I believe that in actual fact, a lot of the the downturn was was can be laid squarely with the media. Yep, who, absolutely. Who, who talk recession up. And I just think, Absolutely. you know, deal with your own circumstances because that's what you can control. Yeah. So, um, Stephen, what you were saying about um, getting paid to do a set task in a certain amount of hours, would you do it in a way that, you, say you had a job and you would say to the uh, contractor, you've got two hours to do this, or would you say, I want you to do that job, I don't care how long it takes you, I'm paying you $300? Um, I think you negotiate between both parties and, and come up with something that's win-win for both people. And, you know, yeah. each of you have got experience. So if you say, look, it's going to take 
I'm going to give you two hours to do it, and that person comes back and says, look, it's a four-hour job, yeah. you need to negotiate. Yeah. Um, but you're not employing them on a salary where they go home and it takes two days. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to charge them anyway, and, and they're not they're not accountable for their own time because they've got to monitor it to, to like we do as, as small business operators. You know, you've, you've, you've got accountability yourself to create things for a... For an output versus a, a capital gain or a profit, um, they've got to do the same thing for themselves. Maybe I could outsource yeah, I, I, some um, takeaways for people today. <laughs> yeah. I, I would absolutely agree that one, though, one of the best weapons for this, Helen, is having two people doing the job. Because if you're one person, they can say, no, that job, that's 25 hours in that job. But if you say, look, I've actually got two of you working on the job, I'm splitting the job between the two, do you know what? The arguments suddenly disappear. Right, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a laugh. Yeah. Uh, takeaways. If you're feeling sad or depressed and without enthusiasm, talk to somebody. <laughs> Can't spell it. <clears throat> yep. Um, talk to somebody. If it, what was that? Yeah. If 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 to, if you're if you're not feeling enthusiastic, mm. talk to somebody and somebody that you know that in actual fact will give you positive feedback. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, uh, talk to somebody to get some, uh, I love spelling. Um, all right, theme for next week, guys, because uh, some people got to run away. We can stay here afterwards. Don't make me pick it. <clears throat> the person that picked the theme last week isn't here today. It's part of the rules. If you pick the theme, you've got to be here. I think Josh came up with the idea and I came up with the words. Oh, there we go. Uh, here then. <laughs> Talk to somebody to get some enthusiasm. Steal theirs. Mm, right. Next week, what are we going to do? Um, oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know what we are going to do. Um, I thought of... Um, uh, may, maybe we could talk about ways to face-to-face, um, um, -face, socialise. Um, different ways that we could um, have a meeting or rather than, like, as I've said, and there's reasons why I'm not saying this is the only way, but this is the only way I see it working at the moment is keeping regular with our meetings on Zoom and then finding other ways to meet and face-to-face. -face. And somebody suggested potluck dinners. Um, somebody said maybe a, uh, a lunch. Um, and then I said to my mate yesterday, well, why don't we get together and have a coffee? And that was really good for both of us. We actually had a coffee for an hour and a half, but it was a nice way of meeting. And I'm thinking, well, what when you guys having meetings together, um, you know, and doing things like that, maybe there should be a discussion around that as uh, ways to be do social face-to-face -face stuff because obviously I can't even get 10 people together at the moment without getting arrested. <laughs> <clears throat> um, what, what about what about though clever cl collaborations? So I'm a recruiter, and we're a very competitive industry. Now, because now this online thing's much bigger, I can actually collaborate with with UK recruiters. We can share knowledge about stuff, but we're not competing in the same geographical area. So, what about clever cl clever cl collaborations? That's, yep. that's good. Yep. Topic. Yeah. Can you put that in the chat? Collaborating. Yeah. Well, like um, yeah, because yeah, I think uh, Chris had a really good example with that on. Tuesday or something, you um, got to be on, for $15, you got to be on a, uh, a meeting with some guru who had a business with millions doing somewhere where you want to inspire to. More, more than one. So there was a uh, global work conference organized um, that was $15 to attend for the martial arts industry. And it had um, some of the top people in the martial arts industry from around the world, UK, US, Australia, um, all coming online via Facebook live feed and uh, talking about COVID and talking about uh, processes they do in their business and plans for going out and how to market and things. And so it was really interesting that the, the access that's now suddenly being thrust on the world that's now available um, is mind-boggling because to access these guys normally, uh, you're talking $3,000 flight to go to the UK or the US, and then you're talking uh, you know, $1,000, $2,000 to attend a conference, 
to sit there and go through place your accommodation costs and things like that. Yet it worked perfectly well, really well, completely via Facebook Live. Um, and the cost was negligible. So the, it, suddenly it seems like a lot of walls have been broken down in terms of that collaboration. Mm. Uh, cool. Well, there's a good topic for next week then. So looking for different ways to collaborate with peers. As I said to you, it was quite nice that people were now willing to share their knowledge, experiences, skills with their direct competitor, which is, you know, not really the norm, if you know what I mean, um, going back 10 years. <laughs> All right, guys, well, that is the end of the meeting, and um, um, I think we've got something good to go with. Um, and if you want to listen to this meeting again, you can listen to it on our podcast. And uh, I hope you all have a good week, and thank you for coming. Uh, remember, next Friday is a special meeting. We've got um, we've got dancers, we've got a band, and what else have we got? Oh, you've all got to dress up as well, so uh, don't forget that when you pop along next week. And also... You, Bring a gift day. Bring a <laughs> gift to other people in the window. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. But you can go away now if you want. But I will stop this meeting somehow on a button, but I'll keep it in the window. Thanks, Emma. All right. Um, what am I doing? I'm trying to find. Oh, there it is. Buttons are gone. I think Sean's hand's got its, got its own Facebook page, so. There's lifelines or something. Mm. You're going to live a really short time if you climb up big ladders. (laughs) That's good. Hang on.